Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork out for a while. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie Cation here, of course. Dorkforest.com, JackieCation.com. Mike Rickberg did that song that you just heard. I'm going to link to him. And he sang the song at the end, which I still just love. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. God love him. And don't forget, there is a donation button on thedorkforest.com that uh, if you have not used yet, knock yourself out. What the heck, huh? And it is not tax deductible. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's not tax deductible. In other news, there is uh, the iPhone app where you get extra content. Uh, is two bucks on the on iTunes, and the the free app is on Stitcher.com, and you can go to your iPod or iTunes, iPhone, Android, Palm, BlackBerry business. It can all happen there. And I had so many errors from last episode, so many musical incorrections, I'm thinking of starting a drinking game. So right now, in my living room, are my two guests. I have, of course, a friend of the show. And I've been on his podcast, The Biggest Mistake Podcast. Mr. Paul J., welcome to the program. Hi, Jackie. Nice to be back. Welcome welcome to Van Nuys in the pre-recorded Dork Forest. And also, sitting with me, a man I've never met before, but who contacted me and was like, I am a dork, and let's do this. And so he is in my, uh, his name is Brian Belosky. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jackie. You have a, a one-act play that you're putting up for the next three weekends. Let's just get this out of the way. Uh, over at the uh, New Play Studio Theater in, in North Hollywood. And it is called Gamers. And it's with the three, because it's all leet speak. Right? Right, Paul? Is it, are you sure you know it's not speak? the third one-man show you've done? No, it, it might be that, too. It's like, it's like a shitty sequel to a shitty <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious. The Reckoning. Yeah, exactly. It's Gamers, the website, but the word, the letter E in Gamers is a three. Because that's how, uh, that's how uh, tech geeks do it. That's how, that's how you people play, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, one tech geek said, well, you know, it should really be G4M3RZ. And I was like, yeah, that's really going to go over well with the theater crowd. <laughs> also, I want people to be able to find this on Google with only one or two searches. Right, right, because than... the three in-gamers, you would have lost me. And I'm on. I'm the most supported person in the world. I'm like, I, I got a better chance spelling Belosky. So, uh, which, by the way, is spelled B-I-E-L. But there'll be links. Um, yeah, so what I like is that you're doing it. It's a one-act show that you co-wrote with yes. another guy. And you are acting in a, in, in a one-person play about geeks, about gamers. Yep. And it's all kind of gaming? Yes, yeah. The show centers around more of a World of Warcraft oh, okay. massive online game. That's why it can be a one-man production. Because yeah. uh, World of Warcraft all occurs over the headset. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I always wanted to... You know, I, I played Warcraft for the PC. Did you ever play World of Warcraft, Paul J? No, I... I, I... Yeah, I'm too conscious of how much I can get addicted to video games. Oh my God. Where yeah, I'm just dodged, playing by myself. You dodged a bullet on that. That's one. what I've heard. <laughs> and then reading up about the game and how it is played and what happens the further you get into it, it's like you make no progress at all. It's, oh right, it's because like, it's like life. 
where you just keep living until you die <laughs> right. kind of thing. It's right. almost like reliving your life in real time, but over the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's working, slaving long hours to make money so that you can buy things. And then by the time you've bought a thing, they've come out with a cooler thing. Except in real life, the thing is an HDTV, and on World of Warcraft, it's a sword made of magical ice. It's like, I, those are the... I wish that that sword were real. <laughs> I, who doesn't want that sword to be real? <laughs> I don't mean to be made. I'd rather have a magicalized sword than an HTTV TV. You can, um, in real life, even you in real life, lot, you can get a lot done you with an HD done. with with a with no, an with ice a magicalized sword. sword. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Take an HD on your Especially car. You can't this watch climate, on it, but... this climate, huh, people? And, <laughs> well, it's uh... magicalized, so it'll be fine in Southern California. <laughs> exactly, it wouldn't. If you can just all of a sudden you're just like making things colder, like uh, <laughs> like uh, like the Iceman did in the X Men movies. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. One of the only uses of his ability in that whole movie. And he's I like, know, look so what sad. I can do. Bzz. Well, and, the, and, and then he it. fought the fire kid. That's, what, that's the other thing he did. He spent a lot of his time fighting the fire kid. That's true. Ice it's... kid fight fire, fire kid. Yeah. If someone's out there with a fire sword, right. you'd be a lot more useful. In The Incredibles, the ice guy was a lot more... He, like had a he lot could more... fly mm -hmm. well, he with did, the he, ice. He did, he did all the Iceman stuff that Iceman doesn't do in the X-Men movies. Right. You know, like the uh, skid on a slide of ice that he's making as he goes. Right, right. You know, Which is what I always loved from the cartoon that the X-Men were in back when I was a kid. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and they never did it in the movies. Maybe it's easier in did. animation. Probably. Than in uh, FX. <laughs> Obviously. So did you play, Brian? Did you play World of Warcraft? I did, yeah. So it's sort of autobiographical. Sort of. I actually, I How I started you... writing the show yeah. before I was a player. My family was. And it was kind of, you know, my father, my two brothers, and then uh, my sister-in-law played together. Really? And I started writing the show That's about them. Awesome. That yeah. is the damnedest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> are we talking people who are all older than you? A uh, yeah. couple yeah. of them. A couple of them, and then well, my, my younger brother. Are your parents older than you? My parents, that... significantly, okay. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, so they were all playing. They were all playing, and, and we'd go out to dinner as a family, and they would uh, they'd start talking about stuff that made absolutely no sense awesome. to, to, to mere mortals. That is, and funny. I would just look at my mom and be like, "This is really embarrassing. And we should leave, and they're <laughs> kick us out." Um, and so, in order to write the show, you know, I knew I wanted to write a show about gamers, kind of an ode to my family. And in order to write the show, I started playing, and then I just got hooked. Right, yeah. so then it, is it no longer about your family? It's no, more no just... it's, it's pretty, I, it's, yeah. They, it's... they got left on the wayside, much like uh, a magical sword that was not, it was only a plus one. And then you were like, <laughs> a plus two sword? I'm going to pick that up. This is way better, yeah. I'm going to just send that to eBay, whatever World of Warcraft eBay is. <laughs> and you know there is one. There's got to be. There's got to be one. That is too funny. I can't think of a more opposite to normal dork experience experience than being the only one in your family who doesn't play a video game. Mm. You know, and then they, they all drag you into it. One of my one that. of my brothers is a Lord of the Rings. I mean, I actually think it might be his religion. He'd been nah. in the Moonies, and we kidnapped and programmed him. See my collected works. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is uh, remembrance of things, Cation. <laughs> uh, finally, a name for the book, mm -hmm. and uh, it beats uh, the mythology of Elliot Cation and what happened in that <laughs> cupboard or whatever. Uh, but the thing is, is uh, so my brother Phil is a huge Lord of the Rings. Out of out of his mind, quite honestly, he turned me onto this Tolkien professor podcast, and a couple of his kids have never read it and want no part of it. Oh boy! And that's exactly what that that we'll sit around and all of a sudden Phil will go, well, what would Galadriel do? 
And uh, and Maya, his daughter, will stand and walk out of the room. It's almost like someone has said something racist. <laughs> it's like, oh, Dad's going off about the elves again. Exactly. You can't trust them. <laughs> they it's stole a, our gold. Oh man, that's dad, what the dwarves. Your said. dad thinks he's a dwarf. That's what I'm guessing here. So I don't, that's I don't my brother know. thinks he's a dwarf. Your, your brother. The uh, the father character in my play actually plays the dwarf. Oh, does As he? He does. Yeah, that's his character I, I, online. Yes, excellent. That's a good time. I so, love so that. you play all the different characters, one after another. Is it that kind of? You know, no, it's not that you? kind of. Oh, there's I, a cast? I was, I was, no, there, there's, no, it's just, it's just me. Um, but I just play one character, the the gamer guy in okay. the show. And um, the rest of it's sort of narrative. Well, n- no, not narrative. Like I interact with invisible people. Oh, okay. Like the other characters are there, and you just don't see them. But what's great about that is the audience gets to create them for themselves. So, like his boss, who's like this uber evil boss, they get to put a picture of. You know, and is it like Bob Newhart telephone stuff? Yeah, you're not it's very, hearing. Yeah, okay. Bob Newhart was actually one of my one what, of my inspirations for. Oh, it. that's great. That's oh that. Yeah. So you get to fill People. in what the other person is saying. Next three Sundays, North Hollywood, be there. So so far, this is sounding nothing like what I usually hate about one man shows. It, and <laughs> and I would like to think that it's right. nothing like what I you met usually a lot hate. of crazy people playing World of Warcraft. There was this guy from Brooklyn. Who was <laughs> all, hey, what's oh, going on? One the fire mountain. <laughs> yeah. That does make me want to cut Ooh. myself. That does sound like a bit. horrible idea. Just yeah, me, me specifically doing this. No, I think the, no, 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 no. I think that that I think that 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 one man show exists, and uh, and yeah. that it shouldn't. And, uh, and we need to come after him with an ice sword. Because yeah. I, I did a Clearly. solo show, and uh, and I would just be like, and it was in the heyday. It was probably four years ago, right? And it was like, it was I the tail this. end. I saw this one. And I, w- I would just, people, I'd say one person show, and people would physically recoil. <laughs> and I'd be like, still cancer free. How about that? No huge reveal at the end. Like I have a limp. And <laughs> I can I can, I can, can confirm that Jackie did not impersonate a variety of characters from I her did, life over I did the course not. of her one man. Though Maria Bamford did encourage me to. Because I wanted it to be more theatrical so that cast could come and see it mm-hmm. like it was when it was when i had some hope that casting would see something else besides an airport cop when they looked at me but uh sadly you may laugh it's okay it's uh, it's fine i'm glad that i may because here i go <laughs> well of course that's easy for maria bamford right. to say that who can you do should, you should do more voices <laughs> no i can't maria i don't know how to it do turns out the things I, that you... I have one voice and it's my dad's voice and i use it for every guy i talk about in my act i'm like oh yeah oh, okay then that's gonna be that's gonna be it and, and and sadly i think it's the voice that i use when i'm being particularly thick so i don't even think it's a real voice so do you do different voices brian i don't not well uh, okay i should say oh you um, do the gamer voice well I, and then you know with within that that character like he's constantly quoting movies and geek stuff and doing bad impersonations of Obi-Wan yeah. and, and oh, other characters. That's awesome. So I get to do voices, but in a, in a very real way. I, where... w- I want the gamer at some point to reach for a glass and say, this looks like the cup of a carpenter. Oh, Does he do that? No, that's oh, we... good, though. Please add that. I will add that on Sunday night. <laughs> Please add that on Sunday night. Anyone who comes on Sunday night, look you, for that. hold me to the carpenter joke. If I did... <laughs> Special Jackie Cation rewrite edition. Uh, I enjoy Indiana gamers. Jones, uh, or at least one and three. <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't it's uh yeah so oh. you didn't game until you started writing this thing? well i i gamed before or, that did you i didn't, board I didn't game play or? yeah board game i mean my my parents met playing D in high school and so they 
Okay, we needed to start with that. So, I'm okay, so sorry. Uh, so that right. is beautiful. And they are still together? And they are still together, yeah. <laughs> and we had all these figures in our basement growing up. We had this big rack of, of you know, these hand beautiful- Hand-painted, hand -painted, tiny, pewter. leaded. And I thought yeah. that they bought them. And they were like, no, mom painted those. Right, right. They bought them, but they weren't painted. Yeah. No characters were- Because, you know, I know people who paint their own character. I've been playing, uh, by the way, in this D&D &D game for like uh, six years now. Uh, once a month, we're playing this Saturday. We're doing Eberron 3.5 if you're if you're keeping track, and uh, I am a uh, I believe like a 12th level rogue, uh, and I was told that I would never be a true geek until I could tell by sight, uh, and not and not like finding the numbers on the dies, the difference between a d12 and a d20, because hmm. a, a a 20 sided die or a 12 sided die. But I I still have I still have nothing. We have votive candle holders that uh, one of Andy's friends from college gave us that are shaped like d12s. <laughs> and I said, "What are these d10s?" And he goes, "They're d12s. Give me that." And <laughs> I can't even hold it. Oh, okay. No. no, wait a minute. No, wait, wait, yes, wait a minute. Yes, uh, Paul. The difference Paul between J. the difference between a 12 sided die and a 20 sided die. That, it's fascinating that's easy. stuff. Why? That's so Cause, easy. Well, because one... One's a dodecahedron and one's an icosahedron. And welcome to the show, Paul J. <laughs> yes. That is exactly the I sort mean, of... I we've mean, we've crossed the six-syllable mark. Who else, who else is out there listening to this and just shaking their heads like, that, come uh, on, Jackie? At least 30% of the audience is going, are you kidding me? It's just a math thing, Jackie. At which point I want to pull the string in the back of my back that says, math is hard. <laughs> I don't know different shapes, and I have a magnet next to the map in my head, so I got nothing. Got it. Good. Look at the. Get into the Pythagorean solids, man. <laughs> your cube, your whatever the other ones are. Right. I'm actually blanking on a couple. Are you of blanking? Them. On the some problem. Stuff? The problem is that three of them, their sides are equilateral triangles. Yeah. And it's just different numbers of equilateral triangles. That. You know what that that'll do? That'll fuck people up, man. That ain't right. <laughs> That's, Let's take that outside and kick the cow out of it. should have figured that out before. What that. you guys aren't seeing at home is the chalkboard that Paul just pulled out of his back pocket. <laughs> if, it's an iPad. If you look and, at uh, the, the, I've diagrammed this all out. I have a, I have a talk today that I'd like to give on, on 12th grade geometry, if anyone would like to follow along I like at home. It. I like it. Uh, what, I, what I like is because, uh, but prior to playing Dungeons and Dragons, I just refer to all dice as dice. And now. <laughs> oh, no. There's a, the, there's the regular more. die is a six-sided die. Yeah. It's like and so like one of my one of my weapons that my character uses uh the damage that the character does is like 3d6. And I'm like what's it? and I remember in the beginning there were many things, many things in the beginning of the Dungeons and Dragon that I didn't know. I didn't know that you shouldn't shoot an aging arrow at a dragon. Uh they become more powerful as they age. <laughs> they be, their magic becomes more powerful, they become wiser. Uh just keep that the more you know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I went through a, a brief role-playing game phase when I was in high school. I did not get What'd all the play? way into it play? because it was too just got too complicated, and I was uncomfortable. Car Wars. Out. Did you ever play Car no. Wars? <laughs> Played a little Shadow Run. Nice. A, a little of Star Wars: The Role Playing Game, which I have since. Who been doesn't want to just kind of a crappy role playing game? Yeah, but I don't uh, know. as far as I'm concerned, uh, I would just jump around with a stick and play Star Wars: The Role Playing yeah, Game. Yeah, like, I've always been doing this for years without the assistance of dice and sheets and I, three I'll other just guys. Go outside and play <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I think of as gaming is sort of an adult play date kind of thing mm. where you're like, we're just gonna get together and LARP it up. Well, I, yeah. Did I, your parents LARP? No, no. Parents never LARPed. Yeah, they, I think they just did D and D, and I, I don't. And you know, I tell games? the story that they, they, they met. I don't know if they. How, how if, long has LARPing been a thing? 
Well, the word LARP do. has only been like five or six years, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think I re- that I live rem- action role playing games have been happening forever. I remember LARP, the word LARP from seventeen years ago when my friends okay. when my friends were all getting into uh, okay dating myself violently, but uh, it's all right. That's um, fine. I was on Mark Maron's podcast yesterday, and he said, "I'm forty seven. How old are you?" And I was like, really, we're going, that's how, that's where we're going. <laughs> and you were we're... like, good night. And good night. <laughs> it's like, pl- it was a short well, podcast. I can play it, a newborn. All you got to do is slap a lot of goo on me. And uh, so. Uh... Yeah, I could play a newborn on Fringe, where a woman <laughs> gives birth to a full-size dude. I'm still in the first season. I'm still in the first season. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's a fun show, man. Is it? I've, I've gotten, I've gotten very Season good. three? I like it a lot. Are you watch any of? Uh... I haven't watched Fringe yet. No? No. It's uh, what's your, what's your TV of choice, Brian? Oh, man. Um. I get. I've I've been really big into getting DVDs of things that I missed when they first aired. That's that's the you know who loves you the industry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a, how I keep my job going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like I gotta buy the first six seasons of Bones and find out what the hell's happening. Right, right. You so, don't have to start at the beginning. It turns out with Bones. Bones <laughs> <laughs> well, <you> is episodic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the backstory of CSI Miami? <laughs> What is the first episode where they? You don't even need the the first season of Burn Notice. You can just jump right into <laughs> that. You just, that'll be fine. Well, I, I have a my day job is Blu-ray and DVD quality control, where a lot of really? times we'll just be watching. We'll either be pushing all the buttons on the menus of, or watching every piece of content on a DVD. Okay. And sometimes we'll get a TV show that none of us have ever watched, and then the whole office gets all obsessed with it. Because oh, right, we right. have to watch it, and sometimes we'll come in like three seasons in, they'll start putting out Blu-rays of something, and then we'll be, I'll be like, "Fuck, what's going on? What is going let's go, on? Let's Who go is back that? and watch." It doesn't happen often because most TV shows are terrible, but uh, it is right. it is hilarious when when a show <laughs> sweeps the workplace, and we all have to find. Well, out and he it. makes money to do this, guys. Right, there's, right. There's hope. That's I a do. dork <laughs> job. That's a that's a that's a dork win. Yeah. yeah, it's like Game Tester, except it doesn't make you want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And it probably by doesn't pay all Yeah, Game Tester is not a good dork job. Have if anyone's ever, thinking about doing have, that, have you ever done that? Well, I know my older brother did for a, a while, and he was just miserable. I heard, I hear, I hear it's awful. Every story I hear about it is just nightmarishly. Yeah, because all you're yeah. doing is looking for bugs. Yeah, it's science. All you're doing, you're it's just science. playing the it's same playing. level yeah. over and over and over again, turning right a thousand times to yeah. see if you disappear yeah. or explode. Shit, shit like that. There's not a lot of things like that correspond to that in my job. Mm-hmm. We'll, we will just sit down and. Watch. So you movie. don't hit the menu button like a hundred times to see if it. We hit it once to make sure it works. <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever it function we're testing. I, there's only so much you have to do on a DVD. It's not. It's not a thousandth as complicated. I as a subbed video game. at my old uh, day job a couple of months, a month ago maybe, because uh, they just uh, I left on good terms. It's a closed captioning company, mm. and they were doing the closed captioning for that my generation. Which is one of the worst things that's ever been created oh, on the, television. the most swiftly canceled show of this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw five episodes of it, only two of which aired. And uh, <laughs> let me, cause it was essentially about 28-year-olds. So 10 years have gone by in their lives. What has happened? Oh, that's right, 9-11. Oh, that's right, the Iraq War. Oh, that's right, Katrina. And so essentially it's a wow. montage of horror and then uh, and about how they want to buy an iPad. And that's how it ends. They're like, but I, but I still want to uh, you know, buy some crap and shove it down my pie hole so that uh, I don't have to feel this. And there's a reason. And the thing is, so I saw the first episode and I was sort of tearing up because I am a simple woman of the people. And I was bored. I don't know why I cried, but it was... It was, but one of my friends at the old day job comes by. She's like, "What are you watching?" And very accusatory. And uh, I was like, "My generation." She's like, 
crying at my generation. It's over, you know. That <laughs> one's not going to make it. Because at, I'm, at, at I'm closed going, captioning, they can call it. I'm going to guess that you are pregnant. Because that is the <laughs> only reason that your body should be doing that in response to that show. From your mouth to God's ears, because that's what I want, a down baby. I have like six <laughs> eggs left. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh... Your ovaries look like a bunch of grapes when they're almost all gone. Oh, Christ, it would be brutal. It would be very, very... Uh, and I don't... Uh, I'm going to make an announcement. I wouldn't keep it. There you go. There's something no one needs to know. I'm Write an asshole. Down, everybody. There Hold you go. To it. Oh, I'm such an asshole. When will I be a better person? When will I be a better person? You become a babysitter. That's what you do. That's how. That's because. what happened. I, I took care of my sister's kids for three nights, and they're three years old and nine months old. Me and my girlfriend, we, we spent Thanksgiving with six children. Birth control. Uh, ages between <laughs> ages three and two months. Oh, my um, God. You went it was down. Really raucous, and and we were not in charge of any of them. All of their parents were there. They both have they both have the full complement of parents. Right, it was like th uh, three sets of two kids. Right, right. Uh, and so we didn't have to do anything but watch them run. It was like watching an ant farm. It's just right, like, oh, right. look at them go. Oh, they're going over there now. And people can become dorks about having children. Oh, I've I've I've, I've had baby dorks on. I've had uh, a, Jennifer McLean, friend of the show. She's been yeah. on the program. Uh, Aaron Lee and Jennifer McLean. You might know them, Paul J. I know, but, I know Aaron Lee. Yeah. Right. Uh, they uh, they have a couple of little uh, little babies, and uh, right. and my sister and her partner have two science babies because because nice. uh, they're gay, and um and my sister had to adopt because that's what you got to do if uh, you're not the carrier. Yeah. Uh, you have to adapt your own children so that the government <laughs> uh, doesn't take them away if your partner dies. So uh, when she first, she adopted her older daughter, uh, she said everybody should have to do this because when the judge hit the gavel, the judge goes, congratulations, you're now fiscally responsible for that child. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that is actually yeah, that a good is point. Truth. More people need to yeah. know that that is yeah. the case. <laughs> is this my water? Yeah, that's your okay, water. Awesome. Have, have to have that water. So, Brian, uh, do you have any cho Are there children in, like, do your brothers have kids? Do you have kids? What's you happening? You know, my, uh, my younger brother, and this is kind of, you know, the announcement of this to the world. My younger brother and his wife just got pregnant about uh, three months ago. Right. And so in June, they're popping out the first, you know, grandchild in my family. Oh, okay. Family. Well, that'll be yeah. nice. Yeah, my parents don't care. They, we, have, we have, like, 14 grandkids. They've met most of them uh they don't care they're uh they're self-absorption almost they, they're unmoved by us uh they don't mind us now if we call because we're adults and uh, they're like oh what are you doing anyway you know uh, what I, I love about my parents is that i have never ha had to deal with them going so when are you gonna have kids that's that nice do you never have never happened I have one brother. And does I have breed? two brothers. I have a brother and a half brother who's way too young to have children. Oh, good. Uh, nobody has bred anything. Okay. Yet. We are all. all uh, There's like six billion people on the planet. We're yeah. good. We're yeah. good. We're, we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. I grew up thinking that I wanted to, like, definitely going to have two kids. One right, right. And then just, it's really just in this past year that it's turned around for me. And I've been starting to think, yeah, we are good. Yeah. And, if, and... if there's a political position that i am like a dork about like way too obsessive about and can talk way too much about it's human overpopulation oh really i will wow. go off about that for have hours have you ever read uh <laughs> daniel quinn he's a modern day philosopher that writes about overpopulation he's got this book called ishmael where it's a big talking gorilla having this conversation with a guy no it sounds funny but it's, it has to do with evolution which okay. is why right. he chose the lead character to be a talking gorilla okay 
Um, and, and it's nonfiction. No. It's not. Well, it's, it's sort it's of an philosophy. Yeah, philosophy. but but built into this this uh, fictional narrative that's really fascinating, and it makes it really palatable. And what he says about overpopulation is just amazing. He talks about like the frog in the boiling pot of water. That what what is that? The, that sounds oh, like a horrible that's, idea. That's an old metaphor for not noticing that things are getting worse because you can't throw a frog in a pot of boiling water because it'll freak out and run away. But if you put a frog in a pot of room temperature water and slowly turn the heat up. The frog won't notice until it's dead. It, wow. it will boil to death. Yeah. So, I, as, I, anyone more horrified by that but than the down baby thing? Anyone? <laughs> anyone? Just asking. Look, what we're saying is that I have a bag of frogs here. <laughs> and right next to the We're going to do this live on the uh, air. Frogs, gurgle, gurgle, frogs, a chalkboard, and a hot place. So, check back with us in about 10 minutes I, I when the water's boiling. I was offered frog legs once, and it was literally two weeks after I had just rewatched the Muppet movie. And I was like, Aww. can't do it. Can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I fear no food. I will try things. And. And can I backpedal and just say, in my defense, I, if if I were to get pregnant here at this late date, I would have the baby. Just so everybody fucking doesn't email me. What? No. But I'm the youngest of six, so there's so. I mean, I was always afraid of getting pregnant, so I always used the barrier method. Uh, that's a condom. So kids oh, get out okay. there use a condom. I, I, I was picturing all the wrong stuff. <laughs> Were you just picturing someone going, you're a jackass? <laughs> I was picturing the Great Barrier from Star Trek V. Is that not what we're talking wow. about? It is not. Or nice possibly pull. Gandalf with a giant stick saying, you cannot <laughs> pass. I got a you wizard in my vagina. <laughs> I do have a what? See, see in this uh, scenario, the, <laughs> Gandalf the, is the, in my the, vagina. The bridge of Khazad-dum is the birth canal. <laughs> yes. The Balrog is the sperm. <laughs> the giant fiery sperm. Yeah. Right. I'm, that's how I'm going to explain it to my kids. Frodo's somewhere in my cervix going, <laughs> "No!" <laughs> Aragorn and Boromir are running back. No, we'll help you. We'll help you. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Wait, wait a minute. Do you... Are Aragorn and Boromir the fallopian tubes or what? No, no. They, they know, would but, be spermicide but who and doesn't some really other want sort of them. gel. Spermicide <laughs> and the sponge. And the sponge. You guys ever watch that old cop show, Spermicide and the Sponge? <laughs> it was right after... Uh, Casey and Lacey. Uh, They're watching it at the Blu-ray Center right now. Kegney and Lacey. <laughs> I went Kegney and Lacey. You went Starsky and Hutch. Mm, all right. <laughs> It's uh. You ever see, you ever see that that movie? It's the sequel to Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, C Cagney and Lacey and Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> that group group sex cops. Ah, uh, good time. Yeah, let's talk briefly about group sex. I always thought... <laughs> <laughs> this briefly. isn't on the list. Oh no, it is not it all the way. It's uh, We don't have right. to talk briefly about it. We it's, can talk as uh, much as we. It's that, but it's a nerd culture, like the bowl of keys people. I've had those those people email me, and I'm just like, I don't want to have sex with lots of people because it feels like being picked last for kickball again, <laughs> and I don't want any part of it. I have I have had not I haven't had group sex myself, but I've had friends who have attempted to. Oh, you've heard find like their way into that world, and I think it's a symptom of nerds having trouble with social conventions and, and you're wish, like if there were wishing, lots of people and, well, well it more, more, it's more it's more like wishing there were just some some structured setting where you can go you and me can we have sex now oh right instead right. of all that tedious talking and interacting <laughs> and right, right. that's what i liked about things. online dating because it's a it's a drop down menu option yeah you're just like i'm <laughs> yeah. a woman looking for a that, man that, to date that actually i've never done that but the way the way it's set up now looks awesome like they've just been getting better and well better because at. i never knew like i would meet guys and i would be like oh i should have flirted uh mm -hmm. but i but i just talked to them like people and then all of a sudden i would have new friends and i'm like damn it oh i missed a i think there was a window that i closed uh, we've all done that i think so i think we have ourselves all done that. in yeah. the face for it because yeah I've, I've never have you online dated ever 
No, Brian. no. Thank goodness, not yet. But the day might be coming soon. One day. One, One day, day you're out no. there. One I'm, day. It could be a I'm, month from now. I'm engaged to be married, which either means I'll never online date or I'm going to be doing a lot of online dating. Like 12 years from now? somebody knowing about it. Or when I get divorced. Either All way. Right. No, I went oh. cheating. You went divorced. Uh, I went divorced. You went Ashley Madison or whatever the hell that <laughs> yeah. was. A horrible website where cheaters get to meet other cheaters. And, which uh, is, you know, healthy. Cause that doesn't that sound like a good idea. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing good about that idea. Yeah. I have yeah. a friend of mine who just cheated as a way to end her marriage. And I was like, how about using your words? <laughs> like, I think we're done here. How about... This isn't going too good. This isn't working. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna get a hotel room at the 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 long term suites. It's and like we can start you talking about where to put my DVDs. Every dream uh, that I wanted you to fill, and that and and literally, I'm kind. I'm not entirely on his side because well, I'm I'm on his side as much as I can be because I think he tried as hard as he could to be what she wanted, but she wanted so much hmm. she kept there was like a freaking itinerary with this guy where he had to get a better job and he had to not have a hobby and he had to do this and he had and they had to have this kind of kids and that and then they had to move into this kind of house and i was like okay you're kind of a jackass about this thing that's not cool you, I right think you marry yeah. someone because you're pretty okay with them the way they are yeah yeah you know I mean, if you if you got a project don't, in mind, don't don't <laughs> yeah, don't marry aspirationally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if if we have one recommendation, <laughs> yeah. if you if you need a project, fucking build a birdhouse or something. What are yeah. you doing to oh someone else's life? It's what, what okay. I think of a my marriage, which I enjoy, uh, is uh, roommates with benefits. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 basically. So it's, uh, it's nice. We keep the common areas clean, right? He does his half <laughs> of the do chores. That. Do that. That's all I'm looking for. And with a fellow that wants to also kiss me, yay, I See, win. That, that's that, and I've I've met your husband, and I cannot imagine uh, a better guy for you. Oh my god, her. it's it was you almost seems like such a good man because he was more um, a dork than I was. Uh, like I was just, we were talking, Brian and I were talking about this before is that I liked just upright video games. Uh, there was a bad patch in college where I almost spent my entire student loans in the first month of college on, uh, video games oh, uh, at the arcade at the arcade. Wow. And then I met a guy who did and I was like, Oh, note to self, uh, retreat, uh, <laughs> retreat, <laughs> get off the, t get off the tempest machine already. And, uh, so um, I love Dragon's Lair as much as the next person, no. but I can watch it as much as play it. And that's so, what YouTube's for. That's what you. Yeah, oh, you can still. Yeah, totally. And uh, so, so I I liked uh, upright video games a lot. And then I never did consoles because I always thought if I had them in the house, productivity down. Right. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna? It's mm. bad enough with the big giant television behind me. <laughs> if I'm playing something, I'm definitely not even emailing bookers looking for work. Mm. So. Yeah, um, I I know that I'm in a bad mood when I'm playing video games a lot. Like that's become oh right right because it's, it's become it's your a go to a foolproof kind Test. of yeah because it's like what's the easiest way for me to feel like I'm accomplishing something in my life? Oh, I will take Nico Bellic out and use him to shoot a bunch of dudes. <laughs> what is that game? <laughs> that's Grand Theft Auto Four. Oh, nice. Which was the last one I really got stuck into that I that I thankfully put down and have put down for about a month now. I'll probably go back to it because it's a really good game. Like, it's fun. I have a, a need to destroy it. Zelda and the Phantom Hourglass, which has got to be two DS games from Zelda. And I'm just trapped. I'm like, I made it through the ghost ship, and I'm, I'm like, I don't even know. And I, and I haven't looked at it for probably a year and a half. And I'm like, oh, I'd have to start over. And then I'd have to get all the fairies again. I don't want to. <laughs> but it, I do have a very nice DS. It's got a... 
It's not a DSi. It's just a regular DS. But it's got the Zelda Triforce uh, label on it, which is nice. nice. I like Zelda. What yeah. what games do do you do you still play anything, Brian? Uh, gosh, console wise, I've kind of pulled back to uh, Guitar Hero Rock Band status. Right. You know, just Are, living out on my Rockstar fantasies. Do you play Rock Band more than guitar? Because I only own uh, Guitar Hero. But I, I did play Guitar. I own rock Guitar band. Hero, and then mm-hmm. when I go home to visit, I play. A oh, lot they, of rock the parents band. have uh, the, the the brothers. Do. Oh, your brothers have a uh, rock band. Yeah. Uh, I met this guy at at a rock band party who was on expert on the drums. Wow. That's like, crazy. That is something. That, that is really fucking That means hard. a month, 12 hours a day. That's yeah. what that is. That's a guy <laughs> yeah, playing Yeah, that guy made drums. no money for at least a month of yeah. his life. Yeah, I think he's a programmer. I think he's a he's wow. a game designer, well, that, programmer that, that guy. That shit is nuts because you have to be able to play the drums. Yeah. Or, yeah. or yeah. you end up being able to play the drums. Right, and, and, <laughs> and Kevin... Uh, who has the rock band game, he he has the, the keyboard part of it. And I was just completely chicken to play any of it. I'll, say, I'll, I'll play bass. I'll be over <laughs> here on bass. I always sing. I oh, always, do you like to sing? I always yeah. sing because, honestly, the the guitars, I don't enjoy that. Okay, just, do you play an, a real it just instrument? Feels like, it just feels like data entry to me. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. But, oh, interesting. But I, I, I sing all the time. Right. Really, oh, do you karaoke? I really, do you I really karaoke, Paul J.? I, I have been known to karaoke. I have been known to pick things that are consistently just a little too high for me. And it's something that's, uh, <laughs> Paradise City sounds like a good idea. Don't no, it try is not. it. Do not try it. Um, you will be winded and, who and sings people that? will leave the bar. Who's, who's, I don't know. Guns and Roses. Music. Guns and Roses. Paradise Excellent. Wow, what's the Bon Jovi one? Oh, Living on a Prayer. You think that's a living good idea, Living on a Prayer, too. yeah. It's and not. then there's that key change near the end. And they're like, oh, fuck. My <laughs> larynx is going to pop out of the front of my neck like a cuckoo clock. <laughs> but I have to keep yeah. going because I'm at the end of the song and the bar's kind of into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, then you lose everyone. I'm getting better at that, but I'm still kind of Yeah, I find a one uh radiohead's creep mm. everyone loves that song it's in a it's in a moderate range and and people will get involved in that if you can hit the crazy wailing near the end that's fun too that's, yeah that's that that gets that gets you bonus points it's people on their feet yeah people carry about on their shoulders it's pretty uh, great. i used to host karaoke back when i first started doing stand-up in uh like 91 or 92 that was part of the gig You'd host the show, and then you'd have to host the karaoke afterwards. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it became a nightmare. Karaoke was uh, it was just like, it was, it became a thing that was accepted that it was, sucked. Like in 92, it was when karaoke first swept the nation, huh? That and the chicken dance. <laughs> but, uh, and so I had a couple of songs that I would sing, and then I'd be like, everybody else has to sing now because I'm done. Cause, and I love to sing. I love, I'm a team singer. I did Maria Bamford's uh, sing-along show last night over in Eagle Rock, which is where people, there's a sing-along, and then uh, somebody does a stand-up set, and then there's a sing-along. Like we, uh, the first one was uh, hippie songs, and we sang Puff the Magic Dragon, and then somebody went up and did a, like a seven to ten minute set, stand-up comedy. And then uh, afterwards it was like, and then she picked weird songs. She picked like a Doors song that nobody really knew. Which and, one? Uh, I don't know. It might have been light my fire, but there was all. like a, uh, but 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 uh, I you only knew the chorus, yeah, right? Like it was, oh, okay. and it was a cappella. Uh, uh, like now <laughs> she has uh, musicians who play, mm-hmm. and um and last night was holiday song, so who wow. doesn't know? Except for that, I didn't know all the words to Frosty the Snowman, <laughs> uh, and I missed out on the lyric sheets. No, yeah, you gotta you gotta have a lyric sheet, or you gotta have the karaoke lyrics up there in front of you because yeah. there's just no way. I mean, right, right. that's that's why I like rock band so much because you get the words and you get the notes you're supposed to be singing. Well, you get a level, right? Is it yeah, the notes? I can figure it out. 
Right, right. No, but yeah, it's not... that, that's the note. That little where that the line, line goes up and yeah. down. That's the note. That's the pitch. That's not the loudness or anything. No, no, I know that's a that's sort of like where. But if you are off key and up there, it's okay too. Oh, you can you can you can change octaves and it'll it'll still it'll... hit that note. Right, right. Yeah, like no, like it... you, you can game that. You can game that game. Oh yeah, you oh yeah, you can you can just just slightly adjust your voice, you yeah. know, in order to just hit that line. It's, I've seen some people <laughs> sing while playing. Like that. That's crazy. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Like they're not awesome. actually singing; they're just manipulating their voice to hit. I mean, it sounds terrible, but they're they score a hundred. Yeah, uh, you know? my friend, my friend Eric, who's oh, who has awesome. all of those music games. Yeah, he, he just collects them like crazy. He had this was a couple of years ago. One of the first of the karaoke video games that would give oh, you a right. little level. We have that. Note you're supposed to yeah. play. We, we have it, it's an American Idol karaoke game. Mm. If you guys want to play it after, <laughs> we can plug that bad boy in. I think oh, we should plug it in right now. Don't you guys want to hear? You guys want to listen? He, he wanted to get all the like, and at the minute extra... thirty six. We called it and just started playing American Idol, <laughs> where Simon Cowell makes fun of you. Um, he he wanted to get all the, like the extra songs that you have to beat certain levels for. So he just went through the whole game humming the notes. He's already a, okay. he's already a good singer, but so that he wouldn't blast his voice out, he's just like, and he sounded like crash test dummies. It was so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but well, I, remember I sound those guys. like that because mm -hmm. that's my voice. But uh, yeah, I, I lived with him at the time, so I just saw him in the living room, just staring at the TV, humming mm. at it. I was wow! Like, Ooh, <laughs> the aliens have gotten to him. Yeah, or wow. he's got a new video you know, game that I don't know about. I, yeah, that for me would be the end of my video game career if I ever got to the point where I was. Just playing a game with no enjoyment, just to like. Oh right, beat just something. to beat the game. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, like, I'm not very good at video games. I genuinely love playing them. Like Fallout, mm. not the Vegas one, the last one. Uh, I played it for like two or three hours. I also have a, a Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, wow. which is a button masher and awesome. That's a good time. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not good at either of them, uh, I, <laughs> but I don't care because I'm just like. I mean, there's part of me that wants to be good at Fallout though. God, I wish I was good at those first-person shooters. Mm -hmm. But it literally—you have to spend twelve to fourteen hours clocking in. You got to—you have to or, punch or be in. thirteen years old because I think it's part of the wiring of the brain. Yeah, now. like like when when I when I pick up a game, if I can't figure out how to play it fairly quickly, I I I have a job. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> right. I have a job. I have stuff I got to do. I have a job and a fiance and two cats, and right, I right. no longer have entire days of unemployed uh, listlessness to learn how to play a video game for the bottom up. Right, and and stand up comedy lends itself. I mean, I know comics who travel with their PS3s in the Ooh. bag, oh, and no. you're like, guess talk about productivity down. You're not going to write anything. You're going to just sit there and play, you know, Fallout forever. And you're then gonna... half your jokes are going to be about your PS3. Exactly. It, it, it's part of the problem with, with doing the road is that uh, if you do the road too much, you either write jokes about being on the road or you get filthy. Uh, those are your two choices <laughs> <laughs> because there's – like I, I've been on the road a lot in the last three months and I don't know. You People should listen to the old podcast when I was sitting around the house more uh, because <laughs> when I do the road in a row for like – I, I think I've been out in the last two months. I've been out six weeks. Oof. And I get aggro. I get a little more aggressive. I get a little more, you want to, like, I have no personal skills. All I can do is riff. All I can do is, is one-up you. And um, and my, my patience level is like, no. Who would come to the door? We're pausing. 
hey, we're going to have to splice that together because uh, UPS came. And I, of course, punched her because we were just talking about how the road makes you crazy. <laughs> oh, I didn't. There was no hitting. There's no hitting in grown-up land, right? Yeah. Not for me. I don't know. No, for no. a lot of other people. No, no. I'm against it. I'm against all hitting in grown-up that's, land. That's, that's for the best. It's a couple of seven-year-olds can scrap it up. Even, but, when, you're uh, on, even when you're on the road and people are like saying dumb sexist shit to you for no reason just get grand theft auto exactly. sock it out in there that's wanna, the adult way to do did things. you see that the new grand theft i think the latest grand theft auto had a, a comedy club like oh, yes. wow. yeah norton was in there right grand theft auto 4 has a comedy club that you and, can go to and watch like ricky gervais or cat williams or like a couple of other people that's hilarious just, just you know mo- any women mo- mo-capped versions of them mm-hmm. doing hear the anger <laughs> any women in there oh, no do women lisa do, lampanelli do women do comedy no no okay. we don't what All we right. do is we uh catering <laughs> we do a lot of crafts and then they lead karaoke <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of like the actor equivalent of that like what if i had to do a show and then like serve concessions afterward or i don't even know what that would be if it was dinner theater and you were taking people's orders and then you oh, got, got oh and then i had to get on st- oh my gosh that would be do you remember that scene end. with Kevin Klein? I think it was in Soap Dish, where oh, he's yeah. doing a death oh, yeah. of a salesman. Oh yeah, and he starts mopping up the table in the middle of like the Willie Loman <laughs> speech. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that uh, movie's really awesome. That gosh. movie that we need to have you guys seen any? I went and saw Harry Potter. Did you see the new Harry Potter? Project? I am refusing to go see that until I can see it and the next part right in a row. Oh, oh really? Nice. Take after, a stand, brother. Well, after the Matrix sequels and the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels, I am sick to death of movies that are broken into two movies because it turns out they made too much movie. You know what no, I mean? No, uh, she wrote too much book. Yeah, uh, well, that's well, hardly yeah. there is that. Yeah, yeah. That. And uh, and what I want to do though is I want to have a, a day where we watch all six mm-hmm. of them and then go see seven. I, I am would not be surprised if there is a theater that ends up doing that. And like I would be surprised when... if any number of my friends who I've already asked uh, to come over and watch that uh, turn me down, uh, <laughs> which is what's happened so far. <laughs> it's like, nope, well, not coming to that. The but problem, with, the problem with watching all the Harry Potter movies in a row is that you have to watch the first two. Mm-hmm. Which are fucking terrible. I'm, they're terrible. Uh, the first one holds up very well. I haven't watched the second one in a while. Mm. Uh, that chess scene at the end is awesome. The giant chess set. Disagree. I'm I'm, I'm with Jackie on this one. I'm Disagree. a big fan of the holds first up, one. Holds up, holds up, my it's friend. So, it's two and a half hours long. Doesn't need to be that long. No, that is true. Oh god! But, uh, but I'll tell you something. Just makes I don't me care. Squirm just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Uh, I'm and it makes me think of Christmas too. Which is well, yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. nice. But and so I, does the Die first, Hard. The first and that's one. a much better movie. <laughs> if we could combine the two, yeah, it would be right. phenomenal. When will that Harry happen? Harry Potter with a vengeance. <laughs> well, that's basically the ending of the seventh book. Is uh, mm-hmm. is Harry Potter? Is when he becomes well, Bruce is, Willis. Is Die Hard in Hogwarts? It's like, oh shit, we're being attacked. I'm spoiler alert to all the people. Spoiler alert, everyone dies. But. I'm listening to book seven uh, on my iPod in my nice. car, but the weird thing is, is that it's not listed as an audio book, and I have the iPod on shuffle, so I'll get different chapters just pop up in the middle of, like, Fountains of Wayne songs. <laughs> It'll be like, I thought I was listening to whatever. That's a um, buzzkill. It's hilarious. like, that was Billy Joel, because I missed uh, New York City. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that New York, um, they play more Billy Joel than I've any other city in the world? I have wow. never been to New York City, so I cannot back that up. Paul Jay has never been to New York City. Not one it's time. It's real. It exists. It, I've you heard. I've heard that it's great. And as soon as I have several thousand dollars, I'd it's be like glad a to nickel to get there, there but you out. have to sleep on somebody's floor usually. Yeah, I can't. You're done doing that. I'm a grown up. Oh, you're done. I'm in my mid thirties. Right, I right. can't do that shit anymore. I need uh, like 
a hotel room. Oh, do you? You know? Wow. Or, or my, I wonder what or a my, price line for a week at a hotel area. room might be. A grand. Probably, it might be. Probably ridiculous. Probably completely ridiculous. You know, I'm, I, su- I'm sure it, when I finally end up going to New York, I'm sure I will swallow my dumbass poor person pride and sleep on somebody's couch. Yeah, there's a, I do. There's a, hard to... there's a hostel. I used to live right next to it on 30th Street. And it's very much like it's very much populated by... Uh, Europeans and, and Asian travelers who well, it's a uh, youth hostel, right? It, or is it not well, a youth kind hostel? Of, but it has everything from rooms where you bunk with people up to your own room with your own bathroom, and it's kind of like you know just oh. pick your price and and they'll tell you what you can get for that. And even the rooms with your own bathroom are are reasonable. You know, they're they're akin to a you know a days in out here in L.A. Forty bucks a night. Yeah. All right. Around there. That's not bad. Thirtieth Street. Right. I think it's called the Star Hotel. I uh, stay with a friend of mine from college, and uh, I sleep on either her couch. Uh, she used to have this great job where she was on the road all the time. She was a book nice. rep. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I would just sleep in her bed. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. And like a grown-up. Uh, and then uh, last time I went to New York, I bought uh, an inflatable mattress for her. And uh, I don't know... If I need to buy a better inflatable mattress, or I don't know how to inflate a mattress. Every air, mat- that- every air mattress I've ever gotten has popped and died after like five uses. Okay. Like, I don't know what well, it this is. Thing, the if air I is coming out of it, to... and then all of a sudden I wake up and I'm lying on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and that's fine. I could also just lie on the floor. I, I, bought, I bought an air mattress to take on the road with me when I knew I was going to be doing shows for a week and a half, and it crapped out like the third night. I was like, well, fuck, I'll just sleep on the floor in my sleeping bag then. Yeah. Because sleeping on a half-deflated air mattress is more uncomfortable for, to me than yeah. just sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Um, I used to sleep in this walk-in closet in uh, with a during college. We went, uh, we bought a car for 50 bucks, and we drove to Cape Cod, and we lived uh, stacked like cordwood uh, in a one-bedroom, five of us. And uh, I slept in the walk-in closet, had my own room, uh, uh, ra- essentially a mattress that was curved on both sides, and it was like Harry Potter's closet, where like spiders would fall on me, and I was like in a hot dog butt. So you are lucky because in, in, in that situation because you are little. I am six foot one, right? And I would want to die. Right, I you wouldn't have fat. I mean, it would fit in the. It, it wasn't that no, big of a walk in. I wouldn't closet. have fat in there either. You wouldn't have fat in there. You would. You might. The past tense of fit. We're inventing <laughs> that. Right you wouldn't have sat in there, or fit in there, or some damn thing. It's uh yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what else is going on. Dorkwise. Dorkwise. Dork. What else are you dorking out about? Dorkwise. Well, I, there was some talk of self-help. A couple, couple of shows ago, I had a guy on who followed Tony Robbins around for a couple of years. <laughs> uh, just for the girls, he said. And uh, um, and so, I, I'm i a big self-help dork myself. I'll read a book. I'll read a book that'll tell me the same thing over and over again, which is Get Over It. <laughs> and uh, which is, was, that's going to be my self-help book. Have you seen Roxanne? <laughs> With the, the movie, not the oh, with the with the, the nose, the Steve nose. Martin movie. There's a brief moment that I really like in there where his his friend asks, tells him he should just go to therapy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I can see it now. Get used to it. Eighty five dollars, please." <laughs> <laughs> that is that sums up my feeling on self help pretty effectively. Mm. Oh really? If, there, if there's such a thing as a, the opposite of a self help dork, that's what I am. <laughs> right, because you're just a walk it off kind of guy. No, it's more just I see the people I know who are really into self help books, and they just keep amassing more and more and more of them yeah but there's people that are really into uh well let's go there islam uh, <laughs> uh really into christianity uh that are incredibly no. irritating yeah that's, and that's that's fine i'm not into islam or christianity either right right <laughs> you know. but do you do you judge them as harshly 
Um, I don't really know any. Oh, really? And with the one, the ones that I do know, I'm I'm always astounded to find out when a comedian that I am friends with is like a practicing religious person, right? Because right. because uh, everyone when, you know, well, has the solace of atheism. No, probably not everyone I know. Probably plenty of people I know are religious, and they just don't talk about it. Which or they is have how, the mouth of atheism, which is <laughs> which is how it should be, which is fine. Right, right, because because you know? yeah, I, I, there's proselytizing. Is I'm not a fan. No, I'm not yeah. a fan if, of proselytizing. If, if there's if there's a problem with the atheist community, is that atheists are kind of trained to see all religious people like to be like, you, you know, yeah, they don't look for the they they don't necessarily they look for the bad parts of of religion they don't and, necessarily look for the good things that have come out of it right right it's it's very hard for an atheist to deal with someone who's perfectly like nice and rational and also and liberal and cool and also religious that's intolerant and lovely very hard right, for me to grasp certainly and whenever i find that explodes. out about a friend of mine i have to like readjust my, oh no no just Stop! Don't don't be a judgmental prick. This person is still perfectly nice. The right. same perfectly nice person they were two minutes ago before you find out about this. <laughs> before you find out that they yeah, also yeah. believe it's, in the Easter. Bunny. Yeah, it's it's, it's purely fun. it's purely my problem. Uh, you know, it's just it's just dumb. So what you're saying is that you're already sane. I find that offensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like, God oh no, dang no, it. I'm not at all. But uh, so but he's already accepted it. Right, right. I've, so you I've, don't. But but so but. Uh, I'm would trying, you benefit I, from any sort of like therapy, self-helpy, chiropractic, acupuncture, honestly, rattle the bones, honestly, look at the moon? I, I, I don't know. Um, therapy, possibly. Self-help. Little every... pillow work where you beat on the pillow and go, Mom, you were a jackass. Any of that? Any of that? <laughs> no, my mom was cool. Okay. You're, um, well, insert uh, bad, <laughs> insert parenting, bad parenting. Whatever yeah. bad parenting happened. To, and it could be your third grade teacher. Yeah, I don't know. That, I'm talking to you, Mrs. Henkel. Do you, <laughs> what? Do you, know, do you know any uh, therapy dorks? People who've just been in therapy for just decades. Frank Conniff. Yeah. Frank Conniff, Mark Maron. Uh, let's let's do a litany, people. <laughs> uh, most Most of the great comics you know. Carlin. Woody Allen. This uh, will be Jackie's next animated song. <laughs> It'll be an animated song. <laughs> a list song, of comics. Who... A list of comics who've been in therapy too long. <laughs> I do think you can be in therapy for too long. What do you think, Brian? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you. Can, I, I think like like anything else, you could get addicted to it. Um, Have you ever been in therapy? I, I did it a bit in college, of all things. Uh, was it college or? Right post college, man. Yeah. No. No. It was college. Okay. I I did a semester abroad, and when I came back. I, I had a lot of trouble adjusting. What's, what country? What country? I was in quickly. England. Thank you. And okay. I loved it. And I loved traveling around Europe. And I was like, oh my gosh, the world is great. And I got back to the States and I was like, the States suck. That's because you grew up in Naperville. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Naperville, Illinois. Where'd you grow up, Paul J? Iowa. 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 Iowa City, Iowa. Oh, so there's a, a Midwestern moment here. Right. Everybody. Wisconsin, We're Iowa. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let's Very put on nice. hats that look like cheese. I think there's some old costumes in the attic. You guys want to? Wanna... Great, oh, we'll sure. be right back, guys. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and, uh, oh my God, FedEx is here. Seventy-six <laughs> trombones. Oh, I, I love that movie. FedEx package comes up, coming down. No, that didn't. Wells Fargo. I'm not quick God enough on the them. song parodies today. I'm sorry. Mm. I know it. So, um, but I do, I, I do like. I mean, because I've, I've had uh, self-help dorks on, and I've had. Um, you know, people, because sometimes the dork forest, I some people are like, you're stretching it. You're stretching it. <laughs> but I don't think I'm always stretching it. Like, some people I've asked to be on who are like, no, knitting is cool. 
<laughs> no, 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 knitting, not cool. That's dorky. You could come on, Kathy Ladman, and uh, talk about knitting. And it is Kathy Ladman. That's awesome. Who is hilarious and could talk about no, knitting I, I, for an I hour. think following Tony Robbins around for a couple of years definitely qualifies as dorkdom yeah. worthy of telling a story about. Right, right. And then he got out because he, he, he Tony Robbins, essentially, it was just a way to manipulate people. And, and he said, you know, I found a... I found out that, you know, when you go, when he said that it was something about when he was dipped in it. I don't know if he said this on the show or afterwards. He said, you met these people who were, who were using their powers for good and people who were using their powers for evil. And some people were just using it to essentially rob people of their money, get girls to sleep with them and not have any sort of, you know, not, not do it in. And then, and then you'd meet perfectly nice Christians or Muslims or vegans and, right. uh, and, and, and who are using their powers for good and are not necessarily proselytizing. They're just like, well, you should really, you know, maybe they're life coaches now. Maybe they're mm -hmm. encouraging people to really live their dreams, which is what a life coach is. It's a person who's lived their dreams, encouraging you to live their dreams for $85 an hour. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think I got, I got really annoyed. I, th I think the secret is probably the self-help thing that I've gotten the angriest at. Oh, yeah. it was in pretty my, brutal. My career of being angry at self-helpy things. Because the secret really is a giant pile of pseudoscientific horse shit that I cannot Does it go pseudoscience? I, I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't oh, yeah. seen it or it's, read it. It's It talks about a bunch of nonsense about like the quantum nature of reality. Because I've read Deepak Chopra and he thinks that, you know, everybody, all the, and he does a science thing. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. batshit. His science is batshit. You think like, his makes, science is batshit? It makes no sense at all. If I, you if you I, read what I, he says about when when he gets molecules, Paul brought the chalkboard out again. When, when he's talking <laughs> about, let me, God, guys, if we can just hold on, let me get my pointer. Um, when he when Deepak Chopra is talking about like, oh, try to be happy and be a positive person. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Paul when he starts, J, when I'm he's, sorry. Now now here's your life. Try to be a happy person. What? Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, go. No, that part that part I'm fine with it. Right. With yeah, being having a positive attitude helps your life go a little better. Up to a point. Um, <laughs> but it's it's when he starts talking about how, like, the structure, the quantum structure of matter is related to this somehow. That, he that has a medical degree, Western totally medical degree. You don't from... you don't believe in that? I love I uh, I, I did like a, this this acting success seminar with these great people. It was called Acting Success Now. And, and the guy who led it, he was like. Exclamation point. I think it might have an exclamation point. Why they're, wouldn't it have? They're really great. That, when you say yeah, now, no, might, no do maybe, it. maybe maybe not. They were they were just they were really cool and uh and his big thing was you know, he would tell the story how he had never been more miserable in his life than the year that he set out to be a positive thinker. Because <laughs> it's just BS, you know? Right. Like, you're going to have negative thoughts, and if you keep making yourself well, wrong for them... I, I actually oh, right, read, right. I read something that, that people people who uh, force themselves to think positively do end up more miserable because because the disconnect between reality and these thoughts... Right, make actually makes happy. them really miserable. Oh, okay. makes them, like, shake you know, themselves that apart. Makes sense. To, to, that that, makes, to that yeah. end, I was, uh, you know, I was driving up from San Diego to L.A. to do my show last weekend and i got in a conversation with my co-writer he was telling me they did a study where uh a bunch of uh people with cancer and it, you know they had all this scientific stuff on you know these people would be prayed for and these people would be praying and then these people there was no praying allowed at all whether they were religious or non-religious right uh, so they had all these sort of control groups and stuff and and the the thing was the people who were prayed for and who were doing a lot of praying ended up like like dying quicker and what? Like it was really, it was kind of like, I was kind of getting I've depressed. I've exact this opposite exact, ones. And, and that's, you know what, uh, one, of, one of my interns which, which in the car brought makes that it up. It feels like it's arbitrary. And, and it, <laughs> if there's and two, it two, two studies that but are... It, it's interesting that there was one study that, that showed, though. That, that like, Yeah, yeah. That's and, and the results, you know, they, they said that 
because those people were so disappointed. Right. You know, like, oh, like, right. You know, they, they, their big question was why, you know, I'm praying so much and I'm being prayed for. Why is this still happening to me? And that caused more misery than people who were just like, eh. you know, I got it. So, wow. Well, yeah, it's like, it. it's like moving to LA and thinking I'm working really hard. I'm banging my head against all the right doors. Why does my head still hurt? <laughs> and uh, you're like, because you're still banging your head against a yeah. freaking door. I think what we're learning here today is it's okay to feel like shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't start feel like you're screwing up. Thanks for listening to the dark force. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think a bad mood is a, is is something that that has no. It, I think you're right. I think it has been vilified, and you're like, no, you can't be in a bad mood. No, and children who like act up and stuff, and then we medicate them like rats in a cage. They're like they're children. They get to act up. They get to be children. And mm -hmm. like they would have, yeah. there was no way when I was a kid, when I was like in third grade, I would run out of my third grade, Mrs. Hinkle again, uh, and I would go hide underneath the secretary's desk in uh, my grade school because I knew she was going to send me to the principal anyway because I was mouthing off. And I'd be like, well, I might as well just go. And um, and there was no way that they would have let me. I mean, right, if, if I were a kid today. They would have nuked my brain. Well, and the problem is when they try to stop it. I mean, if you look at like a baby who throws a tantrum, like they could cry and cry like and scream for a minute and then they'll be laughing. Like it just goes, you know, it comes right, and right. it goes. And then when it gets into kids, you know, we try to stop them. We tell them, no, it's wrong. Right. And I think it just prolongs it. You know, let them have a fit. It'll get it out of their system and then they'll be fine. Right. Don't just stuff it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they're making them stuff it. Yeah. And which is why the, this leads into my theory of why there are a lot of really good looking young comics who are genuinely funny now because <laughs> uh, they were all raised on Ritalin. And when they became 18 or 19, they uh, essentially started drinking and doing drugs, and it's counteracted, and now they're feeling real emotions, and they go super dark. <laughs> and uh, it's very funny stuff. It's entirely, Garfunkel and Oaks talking to you. Entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. These are good-looking people. People who've had dental care. Uh, <laughs> limited to little baby gap. Wow. Wait, how do you explain me? Because I've never been on meds. You never were on meds? Longer than like a month. Right. Like a, Who said you were funny? Huh? Hey, thanks for playing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Ah, no, oh, my God. Paul J., very hilarious people. People need to... A, what happened to the safe space that Dork Forest used to be? What happened to that? You no, guys, I, I didn't come here for we're that. We're in a shit. different forest. Now. I came here to put my fucking boxing gloves on. And go <laughs> and 12 rounds it. with you. And take it we're, out. We're doing this. Mm. All right. All right. Um, well, here we are. We're at, uh, I think we're pretty close to an hour, gentlemen. No? So, are we? Uh, so, oh, yeah. geez. Well, so, if you have some books and, and podcasts and such that you want to recommend the American public. Well, it's plug time for me before I recommend anything else. Do it. Because uh, I am the co host. Uh, main, of a, of main a fun host, podcast. one of three hosts of All a right. pod, of a podcast called The Biggest Mistake, which is at thebiggestmistake.net. And we're having a live show at Meltdown Comics on December 18th, which this should be up before right. then. Oh, yes. yeah, it'll be up in the next couple of days. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, that'll be Saturday, December 18th at like 8 Meltdown Comics. PM. Who doesn't love a nice comic book store? It'll be us, the guys from This American Wife. Uh, Wife? <laughs> Al yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> parody podcast. Okay. Podcast that parodies NPR. Okay. Mercilessly. Very funny guys. Uh, and uh, what's, me, the, what's the theme on The Biggest Mistake, except for are you guys just living it? There is no theme. There's man. no theme. We I've just, been on it once. We just we just, we just, just babble. It's it's your basic babbling comedy podcast where we talk about whatever the hell comes up. Uh, which is My favorite The Biggest Mistake was the one that lasted 12 hours. That you that was your first episode, the first, right? The first one. Yeah. The first episode, you guys just kept going. The first, and... the first time we did that, we had a different guest every hour. We did that again, but the recording fucked up. So only the uh, people who were watching the live video stream got to see it. But okay. that was still many thousands of people. So right, that right. Was, so that was still so fun. still fun. 
but uh, and we'll be doing that again sometime. But yeah, usually it's just an hour a week because okay. you know we we need to to live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love the idea of because uh, Jimmy Pardo did that. The podcast mm -hmm. was an overnight podcast of twelve hours because anything that lasts more than like I don't know three hours, uh, everybody's punchy, mm -hmm. and so then oh, yeah. the, the comedy is just comes from that. And mm -hmm. then you just say things. I just say things in an hour because uh, I have no filter. So welcome to the dork force. Uh, what about uh, – so you got TheBiggestMistake.net. Yeah. Uh, December 18th, Meltdown Comics is our live show. That's, right, right. That's and you're on Facebook and Twitter and yes, whatnot. Yes. Come Paul find J. Comic. Paul J. Comic uh, on Twitter, Paul J. on Facebook. And yeah. Yeah, and you're around. Paul you J. do the stand-up comedy. PaulJ.Tumblr.com. That pretty much covers it. Yeah, and I do count comedy around L.A. And what uh, – what might you tell people to watch or read or be part of Fringe? Would you would you like to I've been that? enjoying I've been enjoying Fringe. I've been enjoying uh, The Walking Dead. A lot of people have been talking shit about The Walking Dead. And there are definitely things to talk shit about about it. But it's got some good. Solid I don't like zombie, zombie movies where people jump out at me. So uh, well, I might not enjoy a zombie television show where people jump out at me. Probably not. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not a huge fan of gore. This is not the show for this you. This is not the show for me. But I understand that the comic book, really well written and really smart and funny. A lot of gore. And so, though. a lot of gore. But you know what? I don't have a problem with gore in the comic books yeah. for some reason. Like, I read hmm. Lock and Key and I read um, all of the Brubaker stuff, like that noir stuff. And there's dead people everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> I, think, I guess for those of you out there the who are. And and BPRD. If, if you're not a total pussy, check out The Walking <laughs> Dead on AMC. Jackie Cation. <laughs> yeah. uh, how about you brian what, um so so yeah i mean we talked about my show i'm doing you know gamers the play the next three sundays uh in north hollywood and you and if people go to gamers the play.com without the yeah e, without, without the three without the three that'll route them to gamers the website three, if they can't figure with it a out three. yeah so you yeah. could just you know the simple way to say gamers the play.com and that's uh that's without a three uh that'll take you to my website um, so yeah, and then I'm booking that show in high schools and colleges in 2000, 2011. Oh, I'm right. taking it on a an unofficial it. tour. Wait, I did. Nice. I I wanted to. Don't, <laughs> why don't I just ask it? There we go. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna um, approaching their lives like a video game. Is yeah. that how you're selling it to the colleges? And well, high yeah, schools, I do or? a workshop. You know, the show in and of itself has a really. You know, it, it's not like overly burdened with a message, you know, right. but, but I am interested in really making a difference in kids, especially students' lives who consider not, themselves nerds. At least not hurting. Right. How about that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of positive moment so, instead uh, of... So I started doing a workshop in conjunction with the show that uh, that that creates for kids that, that their life is not that different at all than a video game. It gets better. <laughs> anyway <laughs> when, when sex comes in no no it has nothing to do with sex well anyway. okay. hot coffee um so uh, was a, uh so yeah Grant so out of san andreas joke the, <laughs> i didn't get it the workshop's but recent like it. and uh and yeah. it, it's it actually you know it's been going over really well and it's just sort of a, a do, you, do you teach life as like different levels kind kind of yeah and, Is and it a side it, scroller? It are we all living a side scroller <laughs> if you want it to be a first person shooter <laughs> sure. just uh just put some gloves on. I wanted to be that one where Mario gets to swim. Anyway, <laughs> in the frog costume. <laughs> awesome. uh, so it uh, it changes their relationship to failure. You okay. Know? What what stops kids from pursuing their dreams is is just that they think that failure well, means something awesome. about them. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. So okay. It's a good touchy It's a bit you know not Tony Robbins. I've and, never done Tony Robbins. Right, and it's the same. Is it the same show that you're putting up at the? Yeah. At the, yeah. The, totally. So people go check out that show if you're if you're in the Los Angeles area. Otherwise, maybe coming to a theater near you yeah. or a high school auditorium. And Brian Belosky, what 
Uh, are you on Twitter and Facebook and all that? I, I am. My, my Twitter feed, I kind of fire up around Comic-Con because I do, I do gamers in San Diego at the okay. same time. Uh, we started a convention called GamerCon, all right. which is a, a you know, big dork convention for gamers. Right. So yeah, so that's when my Twitter really goes live. I'm on Facebook, you know, Gamers the Play with a three is on Facebook. And they could find you and, and yeah, get to know more totally. about you. Uh, and what about a book? Oh, you had oh, a comic book that you oh, were... Oh, right. Yeah, I've got a comic book series that if you guys haven't had the chance to check out, I really recommend. It's called The Red Star. Yeah, and it's and by I've this guy it, named Christian Gossett. Gossett. And they've got, you know, four graphic novels now that, that compiled all the comics, uh, or trade paperbacks, I guess you would call them. Yeah. They're just phenomenal. There's so much heart. And Gossett was a was a self-trained artist. Like, he had no formal training. So he does his, both the... He does the art and the... Yeah, and the story. And oh, cool. And it's just beautiful. I'm and, gonna look into that. And that... then I wanted I wanted to plug a new uh, role playing game that I just got into. What is it? Yeah, it's called Outbreak Undead, guys. Uh, if you like, it's a it's a zombie role playing game, and the character generator is a psych evaluation that you take online. That's based <laughs> uh... on an actual psych evaluation, and it creates a character that is you. Neat. So it, it will tell you what your strength and your stamina and your willpower would be if you were a character oh, in a role-playing game. Oh, that's hilarious. It's great. I would, you know what? Without my glasses, I would be killed. So. <laughs> and that's actually that's, – that's one of the things. If you have glasses and you lose your glasses, you're kind of boned. Oh, oh my gosh. Hilarious. Let me tell you guys. That is per Outbreak Undead. Outbreak Undead. Uh, yeah. It just came out this past uh, – So if you want to have August. the role – Is that an the... MMO? It's it's a it's a role it's a tabletop role playing. Oh, game. it's a tabletop role tabletop role playing. So if game. you want to have the role playing equivalent of that one Twilight Zone episode where Burgess Meredith can't read anything because he <laughs> broke his glasses on the stairs. Oh right, right. He yeah. wanted to be alone and then he wanted to read. Was there that was that one? time now. Uh, there was time now. Yeah. You know what? Outbreak Undead. That sounds like a great gift for the holidays. Happy holidays. Hanukkah, my Jewish peoples. Indeed. And uh, happy they... uh, Christmas and happy Kwanzaa. And if you're an atheist, I hope you get your laundry done, Paul J. Yay! <laughs> and, uh, but uh, another couple of games <laughs> that I would recommend, uh, my two favorite board games right now, there's one called Pandemic, also very mm. dark, uh, where you play, it's only for four players, and you play against the board uh, to stop the pandemic, and you almost always lose. And it's kind of awesome. <laughs> and then there's another one called Small World, which is a risk-like game, except for it only takes about 40 minutes. And you gotta love that. And it's got orcs and elves and, and ladies and priestesses and, and all different, and they have different powers. Small World is what it's called, and that's a super fun game. And if you guys out there have any recommendations for games uh, that I should buy for uh, for Andy for Christmas, please... Uh, email me, Jackie at Jackie Cation. I have Paul, one. Paul's got one? Uh, Creationary. Creationary? Have you heard of that? No. Pictionary with Legos. With Legos? Whoa. Lego Lego makes board games now, and Creationary is Pictionary, except you build things with Legos to de- to, to tell people what they're supposed to be oh. guessing. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm I actually just went out and bought it in yeah. the last Oh, did seconds. you? Yeah. In the 30 seconds. <laughs> I just in got on just... my phone. <laughs> like, I need this now. <laughs> And how about you? You got one, uh, Brian? Yeah, yeah. We just started playing back home with my brothers a game called Dominion. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! That's it's just like to be great. they just took all the best of board games and card games, and it's like they did a poll. Like, what do you love about games? Well, they have to be within this time and use, <laughs> you know, only have this amount of items, and they just made the best of. It's it's that incredible. sounds great. That sounds. Uh, I tried to play the Axis and Allies one day, mm. and I was like, "Who else is li- uh, left with a stress headache? Anyone?" This been a <laughs> great game. Six hours into it, I gotta. Yeah, we're in 1943. Allow me. Look, can I quit the war? Can I quit the war? All right, I, uh, Nazis win. No, um, so so terrible. Uh, I uh, Jackiecation.com and DorkForest.com. 
Instagram, of course, and you can see me do stand up. I'm in LA, people. I'm in LA until New Year's when I'm uh, featuring. Well, I'm gonna doing a split week with Maria in Austin, Texas. So I'm gonna MC, I'm gonna headline Wednesday, Thursday at Cap City in Austin, and then feature Friday, Saturday for Maria Bamford uh, in Austin, Texas at Cap City Comedy. Um, and then the phone rang. So that is a sign, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that we got to wrap it up. There's, it's been an exciting day where many things were happening around us in Van Nuys. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, you guys. Uh, Brian Belosky and Paul J. There will be links. You people are fantastic. Hope you're all well. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?